Thank you, Jesus. scripture on my heart out of John chapter 20. Verse 24. Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. And then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus, I just thank you for this ah, amazing passage, Lord. By the wounds, Thomas was awakened. By the wounds of Christ, he understood that you are God in the flesh. He proclaimed it, my Lord and my God was over for Thomas. He saw and believed. And Lord, we, we, we see the next verse. Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And Lord, we understand that to be all of us who were not there in that room that day However, Lord, I just believe, Lord, this is what you do, is you give us a vision and a revelation in our mind's eye, in our spirit, that we can see your hands, your feet, your side. We can, in some measure, put our hand into your side and be not unbelieving, but believe. And not only that, but be awakened to full love. Be awakened to full partnership. Be awakened to our bridal identity in Christ. Be awakened at the highest level. Thomas went from one extreme to the other extreme. He went from being unbelieving to being my Lord and my God so clearly spoken out, he's God. One of the most clear verses in the entire New Testament proclaiming Jesus as God, right there. 
And I, I believe Thomas is the example for our generation, for ourselves. Thomas is the example because we are the ones in this next verse. Blessed are you who don't see and yet believe. That's us. However, God helps us to see. We see in the spirit. And we can choose to see in the place of prayer. We can choose to see in our mind's eye by getting our heart before Jesus, getting our heart looking at him on the cross, getting our heart looking at him in that room. This is meditation. We meditate on the word of God. It becomes contemplation. We put ourselves in the story. This is our great privilege. God is outside of time. He seated us with him in heavenly places. We can be outside of time with him. Therefore, all of this is for us. Everything in this book is for us <laughs> to enter into. It's not just a historical book to read. It's for us to enter into. We are part of the story. We're in the book. We're in the book. So we can be in this place with Thomas and be not unbelieving but believe and go from one extreme of unbelief and lukewarm. Thomas still showed up to the meeting. You know, even though he said, I'm not going to believe unless I see it. He could have just like said, forget all of you. I'm going home. I'm going to go back to whatever I was doing before. But there was something in him stirring. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been with them in that room. You know? He didn't completely give up. He was there. He was in the meeting the next time. Even though he was like, I'm not going to believe. He still showed up to the meeting. That's, there's faith there. <laughs> you know, faith as a mustard seed. There's a little bit of faith there, even though he's proclaiming, I don't believe. And really, uh, we're kind of in a similar place. Um, we have tremendous, uh, we, have, we have, I would say, body of Christ, maybe each one of us. I don't know. God sees it all clearly. But I venture to say that there's a whole lot of unbelief on us a lot of the time. And we don't even see that clearly. Because we're just swimming in it. We don't even see it. We just, we think we're believing. But the, the thing that I believe that draws us from one extreme to the other, like Thomas, is the wounds. It's the wounds. If we will look at the cross, if we will look at the wounds and let it pierce us at the deepest level, we will go to that other extreme and we won't get over it. And that's how the cross is going to be preached in the last days, the days to come, the messenger anointing, the John the Baptist anointing, the spirit of Elijah. It will be those who have been pierced to the core like Thomas by the wounds of Christ and won't get over it and will preach the cross over and over and over and won't get over it. That's how this thing's going to go. Our nation, sadly, has lost the preaching of the cross. Mm -hmm. 
And we've become self-help clubs, mostly. The church has become a great self-help club. I heard Billy Wilson at ORU. Thank God for Billy Wilson. He's a messenger. I heard him say, our, message, our, our preaching in America has gone from, it used to be, he just made up these numbers, I think, <laughs> you know. He said it used to be 95% word of God, 5% application. He goes, now <coughs> it's 95%, and his numbers were even slightly different, I don't remember, but it was a very high percentage application, maybe 5% word. Because we want to just keep people coming to church, you know. Let me give you 10 steps to a better marriage. Where's the cross? The cross gets you the better marriage. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's yeah. the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get there by taking personality tests. You know, it's not going to happen. That will only be a band-aid. So, um, where's I going with this? Preaching of the cross, the spirit of Elijah. That I. This is what I believe. People who will get pierced with the wounds are going to get this type of swing that Thomas got unto that last day anointing for messengers. Hey, it's open to all of us. No? Any one of us can get in Christ and get under that anointing. Like Dana Marie prayed, Walmart. You know? I mean... Wherever our sphere of influence is to be salt and light, that's a big deal to the Lord. You know, most of my sermons are at home. <laughs> I get anointed at home. I preach to my kids. Like that happens on a regular basis. The anointing comes on me. I'm preaching with the anointing to my kids, you know. And it's like, okay, I've got two here, you know, right now. The Lord is like, whether you preached to or whether you preach to the Reinhardt Bonnke bazillions, right? It's okay. It doesn't matter. The Lord, you know, it's the Lord. Whatever our sphere of influence is, it's the Lord. But we got to get under it. We got to get, we got to get, put our hands into his side. I just really, really recommend getting around some of these passages. Begin to just really meditate on the wounds. Um, Count Zinzendorf, 1747, wrote this thing called the Litany of the Wounds. And it was like a poem, like a meditation on the wounds of Christ. And then he wrote whole commentaries that go with the litany. His community meditated daily on the wounds. 
And they were so transformed in their innermost being that they rocked the world. They, they, they got a martyr spirit where they became so dead to everything else but Christ. They were willing to sell themselves into slavery to reach slaves who would never hear the gospel. Two of them, dads with families. What? Go off on ships knowing they'll never see their family again, saying, may Jesus receive the reward of his suffering. We don't understand that kind of sacrifice because we're not dead. (laughs) We're not really dead. We're still holding on to this earth and our life. That's normal. That's normal. It's okay. But in order to get dead, we need to look at the wounds (laughs) because the cross is extreme. It's extreme. And so the Hearn Hutters, they were known as a cult. Oh, those people. They're way out there on the blood. They're ridiculous. Now, they were persecuted by other Christians because they were way too into the cross. And yet we in the prayer movement talk about Zinzendorf. We talk about, you know, we have meetings at Hernhut every year up to the 300-year anniversary of the Pentecost that, took, that happened there. We talk about them. We look to them like, hey, this birthed the first Protestant missions movement. This went 120 years nonstop. These people were on fire, right? Why were they on fire? It's not because they went a lot of years in prayer. That was the outgrowth of what was truly happening there daily, which was a meditation on the wounds of Christ. They got their martyr spirit. They got undone, and they became like to the world. What happened to them? There was a stigma on them. That's what the cross is. It's a stigma. You don't want to be associated with that, right? There's always will be a stigma on the cross, always. So interesting. That's why they call people who receive the wounds of Christ in the place of prayer, they call it stigmata. You know, that happens. Like different people throughout history had that, you know. It's a mystical thing that happens. I don't, you know, I don't know. God just, people cried out for that in prayer, like St. Francis. I don't understand why would he give them that, but it was part of their contemplation, you know? They hid it mostly. They didn't want people to see it, but they're like, what is happening here? Well, they've been meditating on the wounds that kind of manifested in the physical. They were meditating on the wounds. They were getting that martyr spirit. Yeah, I'm just going to close this up in prayer. Lord, God, I just, I pray, Lord, that you would pierce our hearts, Lord, that you put us in that place, Lord, of Thomas, Lord. Mostly we're unbelieving, God. 
We don't even see our own unbelief. But I pray, God, that we would put our hands in your side, Lord, and be not unbelieving, but believing. That we would get pierced. For this was your grand plan. You are the one who decided, I'm going to die on a cross. Nobody decided that for you. You were not a victim. You decided that. You wanted to die with your hands stretched out. That all the world would see how big your love is. You wanted to die with your heart exposed and pierced by a sword. That's how you wanted to die, to show everyone for all time, for all eternity, this is how much I love you. I'll expose my heart. In fact, I will let it be pierced by a sword. And I will let the blood spill out because I love you, I love you, I love you. God, I pray what we would get at the foot of the cross and begin to see rightly. Pray that we would come out of lukewarmness, Lord. We can't help but be lukewarm. This is our, our uh, default. But I pray we come out of lukewarmness because we put our hands into your side like Thomas and say, my Lord and my God. And then I pray we would not get over it. Let us not get over it. You were extreme in your love to die that way. The Hernhutters were extreme. They were looked at as fanatical cult, much like IHOP is looked at. Yes. There's a stigma with the cross. It's okay. Oh, what a privilege to be with the Lord. The foot of the cross. What a privilege to be like Mary or John. Just entering into it. Not caring what other people think. I'm with him. I'm with this guy who's, who's supposed to be a criminal. I'm siding with him. I'm siding with this guy. Give us that heart, Lord.
just want to close out praying for the teen intensive. Lord, I thank you for these kids, God. For my own sons, Lord. Who begged me for this in, intensive. Who are so convinced of what we're doing in here. They said, Mom, we must have this teaching. We must have the teaching. Lord, I pray, God, that they, whoever is supposed to come, would come, Lord. Yes, Lord. Even Draw. kids from outside the region that hear about it. Draw. By your grace. Bring exactly who you want to be here, God, to, to be in here. And I pray that the kids would get marked as messengers and forerunners for the days to come. Lord, they're not too young. They are the Shadrachs, the Meshachs, the Abednegoes, the Daniels. They're not too young to carry out an extravagant call of the Lord. God, we pray, God, that you would bring those that you want to be here, God, and they would get marked. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. It's only by your spirit, Lord, because we're not cool. We don't have anything, Lord. But I pray your spirit would draw them, God. Let the anointing draw them. Yes. Let the anointing draw them, God. Yes, Lord. Because they want something real. Let the anointing draw them, God. Let them see the flyer and get something from heaven on it. Yes, Lord. Let the anointing draw them, God. Yes. They would become bright and shining lamps, Lord. Burning. this room become a burning furnace, Lord. Yes, I love. And I thank you for putting on Claire's heart, God, a 50-hour burn in here. Yes. In March. Let it come, God. Yes. I pray every set would be filled. Yes. People would come from all over the Bay Area and further to do a set in this prayer room. Yes. Let it be. Yes, Why not? Yeah. Let it be. Let people begin to start burning. Let this room be a catalyst for them to go back and do that in their region. Yeah. Let yeah. it be catalytic. Yes, Jesus. Let's all help each other to do a 50-hour burn and get more people in. Yes, Let this place be a burning furnace, God, that people yes, come so in. Well. And they get hit. The presence of God, the power of God. They get 
delivered, they get set free, they get, they get what Thomas got. Let them go over by the cross and begin to get a revelation. The love of God at the highest level, it's the cross. <coughs> Let there be raised up, God, preachers of the cross. Yes, Lord. They would not get over it. They wouldn't be able to preach anything else. They'd be so ruined by the cross. They wouldn't be able to preach anything else. To tickle men's ears. God help us. Raise up a company of John the Baptist. Lord, you're not wondering, oh no, what am I going to do now? Oh, you have a plan. <laughs> you know, raise up little ones. You know, raise up moms, dads, grandpas. If you could use a donkey to preach, you can use any of us. Jesus. Let it be, God. Let it be, Jesus. Let it be, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.